It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards with SB Nation's Bolts Forever writer, Ben Mehich and myself, Anthony Cittadino. We're your hosts, and you are now Locked On Wizards. Go subscribe to Locked On Wizards on the Locked On Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a lot to get into. But first, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get 20% off your next order. We have a ton to get into, so let's get right into it. Ben, the District of Columbia and Wizards fans everywhere had a tough week. Thomas Bryant had the toughest week overall. Wizards starting center Thomas Bryant has suffered a confirmed torn ACL in the early minutes against Miami. Washington ended up losing to the Heat, making that their third loss in a row now. Earlier in the the week, they took a loss to Boston, 116 to 107. Ben, I hope you had a better week than the Wizards. How are you living, brother? I will always love you. You know what that was, Anthony? Oh, okay. Was that a little That's me saying goodbye to the hopes and dreams we had with this team at the beginning of the season and any optimism we had last week. Hmm. Lockdown Wizards podcast listeners, you remember last week, we came into the week optimistic, rattled off wins. We, We saw wins against Boston, Miami, all these teams. Not only did they lose, but they lost what who we called, Anthony, the most important player on the team. We, we sang his praises and deservedly so. Right. I feel awful for Thomas Bryant just because he, he looked so good this year. He, he flashed all-star potential. He worked his butt off in the offseason to continue being one of the most efficient centers in the league. And with his injury, it saddens me to report, and that's why I sang at the beginning of the podcast. I don't know about you, Anthony. I don't see a good replacement on the roster with Robin Lopez and Mo Wagner. I think the season might be over, Anthony. So how do you think the Wizards should proceed? Do you think they stick with what they have in, in Wagner and Lopez, sign a free agent, make a trade? What are your thoughts on this injury, and how do the Wizards move forward? Can they move forward? Yeah, right. This was awful. And and for everyone that, that watched it, it was pretty it was pretty gruesome when you saw the, the, the slow-mo replay. Um Prayer, you know, prayers up for Thomas Bryant. Hope he has a speedy, speedy recovery. That's awful. Um, we we hope to see him back on the court next year, coming back better than ever. Hopefully, you know, improved. That's that's never easy, especially for a guy like Dad who really, you know, got his chance from an in, from an injury. I mean, Dwight Howard went down. He got his chance and you know ended up playing really, really well, shooting really well from three, and became one of the best shooting centers in the league. And he. He, he started out the season great, in my opinion. You know, you know he, had a, he had a couple shaky starts against 
you know, Embiid and, and, and Vujovic. But this was this season, it really looked like it was going to lead to something really, really great for, for Thomas Bryant. And, you know, he made it to the 10th game, not even two minutes in. It was awful to see, Ben. I, I don't really know where they're going to go from here, but Robin Lopez and Mo Wagner are, that's, this is, we talked about this early in the season. This is, this was going to be one of their biggest issues. They're, they're bigs. I mean, they don't have, they don't have much depth there at all. And for something like this to happen, they're, they're screwed. They're completely screwed. I mean, Robin Lopez and Mo Wagner oh, wow. are going to get eaten alive. Optimistic Anthony said this season's over. I was hoping you'd counter no, no, no. Mo Wagner no, no, no. will become the next Dirk Nowitzki or something. No, I, I did not say the season's over. I'm just saying right now, if they don't make a move okay. at, at, at the five spot, Pick up trade. What well, I mean, I don't know. There's really nothing in the free agency pool. We, we, I mean, and we'll go over that more. But if if they do something there, if they, if, if they don't do something there, then I, I mean, th- their hopes of making the playoffs, their hopes of a of a good season are really you know crumbling right before us. Just because you can't play a whole season with guys that probably should be you know third string centers on you know on other teams and it's it's tough to say that but that's just true I mean Thomas Bryant he's great but I mean his backup situation was it has just not been great and now they have to play you know a starting role either Mo Wagner or or Robin Lopez I don't know what what your thoughts are on that Ben but I'm, I'm guessing you don't have the highest hopes for it's- our guys Anjesh Pasajnik season, boy, all right? <laughs> the kid's going to break out. No, you're right. I echo your thoughts. I sang my goodbyes to this team and my hopes and dreams earlier in the podcast. I don't see it. If we're going to look for a silver lining, there really isn't many, but if we're going to pull out some positive pixel where the sun don't shine, Mo Wagner is going to have the similar opportunity that Thomas Bryant had. You mentioned Dwight Howard injury. Thomas Bryant came in and immediately made an impact and, and turned some heads with the Wizards front office. And Mo Wagner showed some flashes of being a productive player last year. Had a couple of 30-point games. He led the league in charges per game. Right. Um, I wish he would actually try and protect the rim as opposed to just tossing his body around. But that's a different story. But you're right. The Robin Lopez thing, and we can touch on this a little more later, but it really pains me to see that one of Tommy Shepard's biggest mishaps is getting predominantly highlighted this early in the season. The Robin Lopez signing was immediately a bad contract right when he signed it, just because, like you said, he's a third-string center on most teams. Uh, I believe they overpaid him. I don't know their situation. I do know for a fact that Tommy Shepard had told other free agent centers that they had no chance at starting because Thomas Bryant was their starting center. So I don't know if that diluted the free agent pool for them, because if you tell a guy like Tristan Thompson, hey, you can't start on our team, your chances of signing a player like Tristan Thompson become much lower and you end up with a Robin Lopez. So I think right. the Tommy Shepard shot himself in the foot there. And now, and now we're seeing the, the consequences of that, that the, the, a single free agent mishap like that and the team with no depth can really sink your season. And, and I think you're right. I, I really I have a difficult time imagining how they're going to move forward without making a trade. And then we can explore this further later. But I mean, look, you said the free, you said it yourself, the free agent market has been dry since the second week of the free agency. And, they don't have very many movable pieces on the roster. Right. And I don't want to just make this a depressing segment. I mean, I, I'm not giving all, all hope up on the season. I'm just saying, yes, their depth at the five, their bigs, it's not looking good. I, I I definitely want to get more into how this is, I mean, how some silver lining stuff, right? I mean, I, I know they just coming off a bad week, but there are still some, some good takeaways 
Um, yeah, before we get into the, the good takeaways and who might step up, Anthony, talking about health, you know I'm a health conscious guy. I really do care about what I put in my body, Anthony, and that's why I eat Built Bar. And whether you're looking to lose or maintain weight, give yourself a chance to indulge with a delicious treat. My favorite flavor is the cookies and cream. And the crazy part about Built Bar is, Anthony, it's healthy. It's a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber snack. And remember when I was keto, Anthony, for a year and a half, starting myself hating what I was eating? I wish I had Built Bar because it's perfect for that diet. And Built Bar has reset the promo code for its relaunch. And maybe if you call and, and order now online, you get a free cooler with your purchase while surprise last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Betting on the Wizards doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and, and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Lockdown Bets wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back, Lockdown Wizards listeners. You're Lockdown Wizards. I'm Ben. I'm here with Anthony. Let's get into it a little, little bit deeper. Thomas Bryant's out for the whole season. The Wizards are kind of stuck with what they have. We saw on Saturday when he went down, Denny Avdia stepped up, had his best game of the season. Mo Wagner had some, had some clutch shots. Well, I guess what are your biggest takeaways on the recent losses and then dovetailing that into who do you think can step up uh, with Thomas Bryant and, and who, I guess, has the biggest opportunity to make more of an impact now that he's out? Right. We we were pretty del- deflated going into the game uh, against Miami. You know, Brad, not not available due to COVID protocol. Um, Russ was out and obviously Thomas Bryant went down in the first couple of minutes. So, so they played pretty much the whole game without their three best players guys that really stepped up. I mean, like you just said, Denny had a great game, 25 and five, two steals. You know, he shot well. I mean, we've been talking about this guy for a while now, your boy Garrison Matthews coming off the bench, 23 minutes, 22 points. He shot great six for 12 from the floor, four for seven from three. And you know, finally he gets a chance. He got his shot and he didn't, he didn't waste his opportunities. He, he looked super confident out there and, you know, guys like, I mean, you know, Jerome Robinson too. I mean, these guys all came in and they shot, they shot the ball really, really well. And they stepped up. I, you know, I I love what I saw from Rui as well. And, you know, I think we'll we'll have to give him some time for, for, for shooting outside. He hasn't been shooting, you know, particularly well from outside, but you know, the, the season's still young. Um, I want to talk more about Garrison Matthews. What, Ben, what did you think from what you saw? 
I mean, I've practically been begging this team, not that my opinion matters at all, but I've been begging this team to play Garrison Matthews for this entire season and last year too. It seemed like everybody who watches this team except Scott Brooks had faith in this kid because every time he played, he made an impact. And people think he's just a shooter. And as we saw against Miami, he's way more than a shooter. He's a competent defender. He flies all over the court defensively. He gets deflections. He puts his body on the line. He takes charges. He stays with his man. He fights through screens. He does everything you'd want in a backup guard. And today, in today's NBA, um, shooting is a commodity. And, and, and this kid is one of the best shooters on the roster. And he's not afraid to shoot. A lot of players with his role on a two-way contract are afraid to miss, take and miss shots. Yet, he's over here shooting and he's taking shots and he's making them at a high volume. And I think now the Wizards winning and, and competing, I think, is going to be difficult. West, Russell Westbrook has kind of played part-time this whole season and it's probably going to be a, an ongoing issue for them. You mentioned Bradley Beal. He's back now, but the COVID protocol thing could be an issue in the future for them as well. This season should have always been more than winning and losing games for the Wizards because the roster is that young. Now, with Thomas Bryan out, we're going to see players like Denny Abdia, Garrison Matthews get actual chances to develop. And that's what the season is all about, the Wizards. I know they made a win-now move with the Russell Westbrook trade. This team was never going to win a championship. And this whole season should have been about development. And I'm afraid to say that now they may not have a choice but to kind of change their scope of thinking and just focus on developing for the rest of the year. Right, right. And Ben, I want to throw it right back to you. Robin Lopez, Mo Wagner, what we saw from them. Obviously, we just did not praise them in the in the first segment. But Robin Lopez, 13 points, five for six from the floor. Mo Wagner, 13 points, four for seven from the floor, two for five from three. What did you, I mean, what are your takeaways? I mean, you know, Mo also had seven rebounds. What are your takeaways there, I guess? He, he did follow out. Yeah, Mo Wagner, I thought, played well. And as I talked about earlier, he showed flashes last season of being a productive player. And I think he, he has a skill set um, that I think most teams look for in a big man nowadays he can space the floor a bit and I'm not even going to blame him for fouling out it's kind of hard to find a rhythm uh, he rarely plays and, and when he gets on the floor I, I think he, he has a short a short lease you know what I mean like he, he has right. to make an impact otherwise he's right. yanked off the floor so I think he's a tad erratic but that's going to be abated just because now they have no choice but to play him but right yeah I, mean, I, I thought they played well but that, the, the league is stacked with talented big men you saw Embiid Aiton is coming up um I'm sorry to say that, like, when you're matching up Robin Lopez against these elite centers, you're in trouble. And I appreciate their hustle, and they did play well against Miami. I think they exceeded expectations, and perhaps they'll continue to do so, but the ceiling for those players is only so high. Right. And even if they do reach their potential, you're still kind of at a loss. Absolutely. And we kind of saw Scott split them throughout the game. Do you think that's going to be a common, you know, theme this season now with Thomas Bryan out? And if they don't make a move at the five position, do you think if they don't make any pickups, if they don't trade for anyone, do you think they'll, you know, try and kind of split the game up between Lopez and Wagner? I think so. Just unfortunately, <laughs> just because Scott Brooks is shown kind of an unwillingness to play unorthodox lineups when it comes to the front court. Right. But let me get your takes on this. We mentioned Mo Wagner and Robin Lopez. Their ceilings are obviously pretty low as players. Denny Abdia is 6'10". Anthony Gill we haven't seen very much of. Right. Rui Hachimura is 6'9". Why not kind of mix it up and play a smaller, big lineup, if that makes sense? You, we talked about it off, off um, podcast with 
how the Rockets played. Obviously, they had the personnel. P.J. Tucker strong and big enough to play center, mm-hmm. uh, albeit it's unorthodox and, and didn't work in the playoffs. But I kind of like the idea of playing small at times with Denny Abdiat, center, Rui, uh, maybe Isak Bonga, and you can match maybe not with height, but you got the length there. And, and Denny Abdiat is 6'10", and he can handle the ball. I think he could present some problems. I think that probably gives them a better chance to win and produce offensively at least than playing right. Rob Lopez at least. I don't know. Yeah, that seems like a that, that would seem like a great option. I don't think Scott would really go for it. He really seems like he wants to play Denny as you know that three role, more of a guard role type. And 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 Rui, you know, he has Rui out in the perimeter a lot. So I I would love to see those guys. I mean, even even DB too. DB, what is he? Six six ten, almost seven foot. And we never see guys like that, you know, playing you know power forward or down you know down down low more. If they were to, I think that would. That would be great for them. At least have a, like you said, like a, like a, a big, you know, quote unquote, bigger, smaller lineup. Right. You know, maybe, maybe not the smallest lineup, but you know, a lot of guys in there, maybe not seven foot, but around, you know, that six, nine to six, 10 and 11. I mean, you know, range. And that could pose, you know, as a problem, maybe they change up the defense a little bit, maybe go to the zone. Huh? Yeah. This team can't even play it half man defense like they <laughs> I don't know if I trust them playing zone but I hear you I, I think it, it's all the season I think unfortunately is going to be all experimental going going oh, yeah. forward um they don't have much to lose now I think the idea of winning basketball games becomes a lot more complicated when you're starting centers out especially when you don't have depth and you've entirely relied on Bradley Beal to win games and it still hasn't won you games despite him averaging 35 points a game or whatever he's putting up at this point there were right. two and- because let's be honest, they were two and seven before Thomas Bryant went down. They were historically one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. If your season, and I hate to say it, if your season hinges upon Thomas Bryant, you're going to be in trouble anyway. And, and they showed they were. Not to say that they weren't going to make the playoffs or turn their season around. Perhaps they could have. But they didn't give us much evidence to work with that they were going to do that. And once Thomas Bryant is out, and now you have to depend on Scott Brooks, who hasn't shown much creativity to be creative, it's like, there's so many factors that are going against the Wizards. And let's be honest, they got a bout of bad luck here. I'm just not sure they can overcome it. It And it's so tough, too. Before, or no, now, after Thomas Bryant went down, the Wizards are ranked 29th out of 30, out of 30 teams in, in rebounding per game. That is just, and w- without him, that's that's so hard to overcome. And, and it, the numbers don't lie, right? They're... You know, they're one of the best offensive teams in the league, but right now the Wizards are dead last in points allowed this season at 100 at 122 points a game. So there's not there's not too many too many good things to look forward to um, for this team defensively. They they're just struggling so so much, and they they're literally a top two team in points scored a game. Like they're they're a top two offensive team that can be argued right now. And that doesn't matter for them just because of, I mean, how much they're giving up. It's, it's so tough, tough to watch because they have given themselves a chance every game. They got blown out in the third quarter against the heat, but did you watch the fourth in the fourth quarter? They looked great. They came back out and they, they got right back in the game. I mean, and that's with their three best players out and they, they showed they, they have that type of energy. They, they, they can be competitive with, you know, with any team, really, I know the Heat are off to a, a little shaky start, but that that's pretty much the the same team that is fresh off a finals run, and they lost by four. 
that's the thing. There's only so much you can do with energy and hustle. If you don't have the personnel to defend and make stops when you need to make stops, then you can have all the energy, heart and hustle in the world. But if you don't have the length, the size, right. the quickness or the, uh, or the capacity to play high level defense and you just can't, like I told you earlier, I mean, we can't ask these people and these players to be what they're not. It's, it's a right. tough ask because Howell Neto was never asked to defend Kyrie Irving on a consistent level before the season. Robin Lopez was never asked to defend Joel Embiid. Isak Bonga shouldn't be asked to guard LeBron James and Kevin exactly. Durant. That's and he's, and he's literally probably the best defensive player on the team, and that po- and that's a problem. Yeah, that's that, the thing. For as much there's no as issue we, with Isak, but that's a yeah. problem for the team. Yeah, right? I think as much praise as we've given him defensively, if Isak Bonga is your best defensive player, you're dead last in, in defense for a reason because he's – 20 what is he 21 years old he's young in consistent minutes and he you're he's guarding superstars and now he's out the rotation i mean it's a it's a it's a tornado of issues that the wizards simply at this point in the year they should have been able to remedy these issues in the offseason and and this is the result that they're kind of dealt right and we just saw brad score 101 points in two games that's legendary legendary stuff and after after that the fact you know he's pissed he's angry and and you know you heard his comments we can't guard a park car do i sing whitney houston again brad <laughs> i will always love you, you it go. might be the beginning of the end let's be honest and and that also is totally fine because as we talked about in last podcast if i'm putting up 40 50 60 points a game and losses hey pat riley call Tommy, now get me out of here, man. I get it. I get it all. But come on, man. At some point, something's got to give. Something's got to give. The patience has to run thin. Otherwise, you're selling fans, you're selling players, you're selling your, yourself false hope, and you're continuing to lose. And then when these injuries happen, albeit significant ones, derail your entire season, you have to look yourself in the eye and say, hey, I made an error, and it's time to fix my wrongs. And the only way I can fix my wrongs is by making the moves. I've been very, very reluctant to make, but you got to look yourself in the mirror at some point if you're watching the Wizards. Right. And it's just tough to see with this team so dominant offensively, Brad leading the league and scoring by a big, big margin. Russell Westbrook right now is, is currently leading the league in assists. And right, it, it's tough to watch. But, you know, before we get into more about the upcoming game against the Suns and more on the, the loss against the heat. I want to tell you guys about bet online. Are we ready for some football college football heads towards the national championship with a huge matchup NFL wild card round just finished up with the divisional round right around the corner. There is only one place that has you covered in one place. We trust BetOnline.ag. sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. The wild card games are now behind us with the divisional round ahead. Will the Bills keep it rolling? Does Tom Brady have enough left in the tank for another Super Bowl run? Who is your pick? Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. 
available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up later this week on Lockdown Wizards, we'll have Thomas Bryan's trainer, Akil Bordelin, on the podcast later this week to discuss Thomas's development and what this injury could mean for his future. Welcome back, DC. You're still locked on Wizards with Ben Mahich and myself, Anthony Cittadino. Now with Thomas Bryan out, Russell Westbrook out with quad soreness. Ben, how does that change your outlook on the season as a whole? I mean, I know. I know, you know, you just sang Whitney Houston. You, you, you just sang the team goodbye. But is the season over as a whole? I mean, if it, and if it is, why is it over? Go, go right ahead. It's over because I've seriously contemplated the idea of bringing Ian Mahimi back. They told me 2021 was going to be better, and I'm sitting here legitimately thinking Ian Mahimi might be the best free agent center available. Oh, boy. So that's why the season – is either beginning on the worst note ever in 2021 or it's effectively over, Anthony. But that's the thing. We have to dig deeper. We have to dig deeper with this team because this season was never about winning. This season was always about developing Denny Abdia, developing Rui Hachimura, finding out if you have a diamond in the rough with Garrison Matthews. If I can ask Lockdown Wizards fans, can any of you name the college Garrison Matthews went to? Nobody can. Oh, guy, oh, I can. I'm pretty sure. Is it Lipsch? I'm almost positive it's Lipscomb. Yeah, he went to – I don't know what it is. Lipscomb? Never even heard of it. He went there, and the kid's playing high-level NBA basketball, and he's shown to be a productive player. Kudos to Tommy Shepard and co. for finding a player like him. And now it's time to figure out, can he be a productive player consistently? Did you find a solid role player? Is he one of these Duncan Robinson players that came out of nowhere? And, and now he's putting up numbers and, and could be a consistent player for the for the foreseeable future. That's what the season was about. Let's figure out what the Wizards have in these guys. Is Denny Avdia a, a blue chipper in the rough? Is Rui Hachimura a player you can seriously build around, or is he just a role player? Let's figure out what the season, what these guys have. That's what the season was about. So it's over in terms of winning, but what, 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 with the development and what actually matters with this team, it's not over. So you're you're putting playoff hopes to rest. That's it. Out the window. It's gone. It was it was it was creeping out the door before this injury even happened. Let's be honest. I mean, you mentioned that they were they've been competitive in every single game, and so be it. You they've been historically one of the worst defenses. Me and you have watched basketball for a very long time, as I'm sure our listeners have. They've been one of the worst defensive teams I've ever seen in my life, and that is no exaggeration. To give up. Damn near 300 points in two games. You have 150 points in regulation. Those sort of – there's conceivably a game where they might give up 100, 160, 70, 80 points in, in regulation. That is absolutely absurd. When you're scoring at a high level but you're giving up more points than you are, I mean, I, I can't give right. you much credit for the offense you have. Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, sure, your offense should be good. By virtue of having those players, your offense will be good. We knew their offense was going to be good. During our season preview, we talked about their defense. They, Anthony, this team might be worse defensively than anybody expected. Yeah, we didn't really expect this. But before the season, we we pretty much were positive that they were going to make the, the postseason. And I'm not out on that dream yet. Uh, I'm still not out on that dream. I'm not. And I'm here to tell you guys why. I'm here to tell you and every other disgruntled fan out there why that this season's not over. 
I want to go back. I want to just go take it back a few years. If we remember the 2013-2014 the season, going all the way back to your boy, Jan Vesely. Uh, why on, would you, you do that? Us. You miss him. Come on, come on. You, you right now, him. sure, I miss him. Why not? Right. <laughs> that season, they started off three and seven. Okay, so not not quite the start. You know, I mean, one game better, but they ended up forty four and thirty eight. They beat the Bulls in the Eastern Conference. You know, uh, the first round four one, and then they ended up you know losing to the Pacers. That that Paul George, Dave, you know David West, Lance Stevenson, you know Roy Hibbert team, right? So. You know, that was a rough start. They were able to turn it around. You know, their core, you know, their core group they had that year was John Wall, Ariza, Beal, and, and Gortat, you know. And we remember those great teams. One of your favorite, favorite Polish hoopers, Gortat. Um, and and how about how about the 2016-2017 season? For you know, they started out that season two and eight. Not a not a very good start. I really want to rewind and go back to a what Ben Mahich was saying after their 10th game, two and eight. Oh, season, season might be over. They ended up with 40, you know, 49 wins. No, I, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's what I was saying, Anthony. And, and I'll tell you why this is different. Otto Porter isn't walking through that door. Gwen Bogdanovich isn't walking through that door. Nene Hilario is not walking through that door. These are veteran players who, who you could depend on. And if right. the going went rough, you knew that you had players that you can count on. Right, they even this one just seems flat out bad. And yeah. also, right, also a fundamental difference between this team and the, and the especially the 2013-14 team that you mentioned. That team was a top defensive team. Nene and Marcin Gortat were elite defenders. Trevor Reza was a top 10 perimeter defender in the NBA. You had yeah. a young John Wall, young Bradley Beal. This was a solid defensive team. And that's why they were able to turn it around. Right. And this is crazy, and we could talk about this perhaps now on a different podcast, Anthony. Randy Whitman is going to finish his finished his Washington Wizards career as head coach with more wins and a more impressive wins and a more impressive tenure than Scott Brooks. Who in the hell would have predicted that? Right. You know, I I'm not sitting here saying that this season is going to turn out just like those, but I'm saying that it's not over. We don't know what could happen. Maybe they can turn it around. I mean, obviously, seeing from this year to let you know from to the the past two seasons, it had it has not been good defensively. And in, in the great words of Ben Mahich, you can't ask a duck to be a swan. So, <laughs> and that, you know, that's what we're really dealing with here. They're not going to be that strong defensively, but you know, there's. I'm just trying to give some hope out there that hey, other bad starts happened too, and you know they were able to overcome. This year, they have two All NBA you know talents. They just lost their big man. Hopefully, they can try and finagle a trade of some sort. To, you know, to turn this season around. And if they don't, we might be, uh, we might be home for the playoffs. So Anthony, let me, let me ask you this. Let's say we, we do a podcast in three months and the wizards are 500, right? They're turning the season around how they've turned the season around. Why did that happen? If they are going to turn the season around, why do you have hope that that might even happen? I guess Beal just playing at that MVP level. Right now, I'm pretty sure Steph Curry, they are undefeated when he scores 30-plus. They have not won a game where he has not scored 30-plus. So I, I know we're talking about two different teams here, but Beal is that that good offensively that he – I mean, every game has been right there. Not There hasn't been any blowouts. 
And that's obviously from, from how great, you know, offensively they, they really are. And with Russell there, I know he shoots a lot. I know, not, you know, every, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, like his style of play. I still think he can be super effective on the offensive end. Uh, you know, if he, take, you know, if he shoots the right way, if we haven't really seen him slash and, and get to the, to, to the basket as much this year, but if, if they start meshing and if, and if Beal just, I mean, really we're asking him to carry this team, right? Like if, if, for, you know, for hope for this season, if we're not asking him to carry this team, what are we asking for? I mean, we've been asking that for two years and it hasn't, it hasn't worked. That's why I don't have much faith that it'll now suddenly work, even though they've gotten worse with Thomas Bryant now. Like if it didn't work with Thomas Bryant starting, it sure as hell won't work if Mo Wagner or Robin Lopez are starting. That's yeah, I just I'm don't want not... to define it on 10 games though. Right. I mean, the, like the first 10 games is, is really hard to but judge have... on the last 10 games of the season. If you know what I mean? But we have, two, we, this is a season and, and change now. Like this team isn't different than last year's we've seen that this is the same roster and, right. and Russell Westbrook plus, is playing part time now. Right. I mean, he's, he's played part time basketball though. And, and he's injured with the quad. Right. Right. And, and I think this is the most ironic thing. A lot of people are saying Ted Leonsis took a parting shot at John Wall with his, with his Twitter message saying um, they're getting the player in Russell Westbrook who's not only durable, durable, but he's high character. And the high character thing, I have no question about. He's done wonders for the team culture-wise. Yeah. But the durability thing, he's been less durable than John Wall. Who would have predicted? What an irony. What a sick irony for the Washington Wizards who traded their franchise player face of the franchise for the last 10 years for a player in Russell Westbrook who turned out to be less durable and who's having a less productive year and his, his arguably his worst season in, in the NBA. So he hasn't played very long and he's been injured, but what a cruel irony for the Wizards. But before the season, did you think John Wall was going to, to, to play this much with, with the Rockets? Do you think, did you think they, they were going to play him like 35 minutes a game? No way. I mean, I, I would have, I was a huge proponent of the Russell Westbrook trade and, and I'm, and I'm still glad the team made the trade. I've, they, they took a risk and, and they swung for the fences and they needed to, but I'm just saying it's ironic how like they traded John for the reasons that Russ Westbrook has been giving him issues. Right. Right. Like they and traded it, John because they didn't think he was durable and now Russ isn't durable and John it's, is. I'm it's just so saying crazy. It's, yeah. It's I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I just, I can't believe that we're seeing that with Russ, that they're being super cautious with Russ and Houston is really, you know, you know, going full out with John. And I love to see John get all those minutes and, and play, you know, every game and go, go the 36 minutes. I want to see that from Russ too, though. I mean, Russ, Russ should be playing back to back to this point. He, now, I, I don't see a reason why he shouldn't be playing these back-to-backs. Obviously, Scott Brooks and his team, they think differently, and they're going to ride – it looks like they're going to ride this out for the rest of the season. I mean, he is injured with this quad. I don't know how serious it is. They say it's just a quad soreness sort of thing. And I, I thought – I think um, – I have a hunch that's uh, probably a little bit more serious than they're leading on. But even before the quad, before the quad, right? I mean, he, he was – I think he's been playing with it, though. I mean, you can kind of – you mentioned it earlier – he never drives the basket. Right, it wasn't confirmed. Yeah, it wasn't a confirmed thing. Bad jump shots, and he hasn't. He hasn't. I don't think he's had a dunk this whole year. And and I think that Russell Westbrook is is a player you can expect a dunk or two every single game as an explosive player, and he hasn't been that this year. So I think maybe it's been a lingering issue, um, and I think they're being cautious with it, and deservedly so. He's thirty two years old, but right. Um, and that's the thing. They have some depth at the backup point guard position. Hell, Neto has been good this year. Ish Smith has been, has been relatively dependable. 
and it just sucks that they 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 lack so much depth at the other positions where they it just they just can't overcompensate. Like when one guy goes down, the whole roster kind of crumbles, and we're seeing that right now. And I guess before we end, Anthony, we, we got Phoenix coming up. Uh, Bradley Beal's back in the lineup. Um, Thomas Bryant obviously isn't. So and and Russell Westbrook presumably isn't playing either. So we have kind of Brad again, just carrying the team with a bunch of role guys. What do you expect? I mean, you kind of called you predicted victories last last week. Are you sticking to that? Um, it's going to be tough to get a win against Phoenix. I, 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 you know, I think they're definitely capable of it. I'm going to go with a loss um, against okay. against Phoenix, so, and that it, it's tough. Let me, let me ask you this, Anthony, and then we can close on this and talk about this in, in a future segment. I just wanted to get your take on this because I'm, I'm just legitimately curious. So they're losing. Let's say they lose next game, and and Let's say they start two and ten at, at the very least. When does Scott Brooks? When when do we look at Scott Brooks and say it's it's time for them to make a change? Or do you think they're going to rely on these injuries as an excuse? Well, that, that's the thing. I mean, Tommy Shepard, he's in charge now. Ernie Grunfeld, he you know in, in his tenure, he he never really fired his coaches you know too too quickly, you know when they were really doing you know bad. And he would extend them, right? Tommy Shepard, I don't know if he'll do the the same. I think though, if it gets to the point where you know they're 20 games in, if they if they don't have five wins, yeah, there's gonna there's going to <laughs> there's gonna need to be a coaching change, right? I still think Scott Brooks is is definitely capable of being a, a great coach in the NBA, and he's proven it. But I think the issue lies greater with just the landscape of, you know, of the team with their depth, right? We, we've talked about this. I mean, you know, where they're lacking with, with a veteran, you know, wing player, they're lacking in depth with their size. It, the, the, these are, these are big things. And, and just, you know, not having good, you know, that good of defensive pieces all together. Like, you know, Brad, Bradley is a, a good defensive guard that, and that's great. He's Banga is, you know, he, he's a good defensive player, but he hardly plays anymore. And everyone else I'm, you know, I'm sorry, but it, it, it's, it's kind of looking subpar and the numbers don't lie. And so far, these teams against so them, they're, they're playing them really games. well. What? So you're giving Scott 20 games? I mean, yeah. I mean, if if he's at 20 games and they don't have five wins yet, I mean, he, he probably will already be fired. But if if they somehow are – if they're 500 at that point, he's not fired. He's not fired. All right, Anthony. It sounds like the countdown for Scott Brooks is goodbye. Um, is, is starting. I'm not going to sing "I Will Always Love You" to Scott Brooks because uh, I've had some. <laughs> I've had some. He uh, probably enjoyed it. He's probably going to listen to this on his way to work tomorrow. Come on. <laughs> All right, Scotty. Well, we appreciate your time um, in DC. Perhaps it, it won't be the. It won't be here much longer. We'll see. We of oh, course man. aren't rooting for anybody to get fired, but. That's kind of the nature of the business for that, that that basketball is. Um, Wizards fans, we appreciate you listening. We got Phoenix coming up. Maybe we'll be wrong. We jinxed them last week. We predicted oh, yeah. wins. We got lost. Let's predict some losses. Let's get some wins. Who knows? Right, right. I'm always wrong when it comes to betting, too. So I'm just going to predict them to lose the rest of the season, and hopefully they'll end up with a, a winning record. Ben, setting the over-under on Brad 40 points against Phoenix. So you taking the over, the under. Going under, I think he's going 35. Ooh, okay. All right. I'll make it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go over. Definitely go over. He's probably going to drop 50 on them. 
Ooh, in a in a win this time. All right, Wizards fans, appreciate you listening. Anthony, you got anything else? DC, we love you. We appreciate you. We always love rocking out with you. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your night. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Thank you.